So, if you are a shaman and you enter into, uh, let's say, a hospital, right, where there are people who have had operations, that maybe they are there because they have had accidents or they have an ongoing illness, this type of thing. If you enter there as a shaman and you look at these people, maybe you speak to them or you look at their families and the people that are around them. If you really look at these situations, it is absolutely amazing the things that you can see. For example, uh, perhaps there is a child who has broken their arm. And you have to ask yourself, just generally, why has that child broken their arm? Now, the question will come from the parent, will they fell from a tree? That's, of course, what the uh, Western medicine want to know, right? This is what happened to them. Because otherwise they have to call the police. We broke the arm because they were naughty, right? So they have to know the story. But as a shaman, that's not what you're interested in. Okay, they fell from the tree and that's how they broke their arm. But why did they fall from the tree? Oh, well, they were too high. And they were playing around. Okay, so they were too high and they were playing around. But why were they doing those things? And so as a shaman, you're really looking beyond the physical realm. You're looking beyond even uh, sometimes the mental and emotional realm. You're looking beyond that. Some people say you're going into the spirit realm. But the spirit doesn't make you have accidents. Doesn't make you have cancer right so you can't say that's what the spirit is doing but as a shaman you're looking beyond what is presented to you in this physical realm and if we just took a, a situation and we say oh well and you look at that child you might see the child was wanting attention you might see that the child was trying to stop a fight between the parents. You might see that the child uh, doesn't want to do something and this is one way for them not to do it, right? Or to give them a break from something and what have you. When people hear this, they say, oh, it's so simplistic what you're saying. And, and you know, how can you know this and this type of thing? And is that really important? And we would say, well, that's, that's, that's the important thing, why they've done it. Right? Why they did it. Not how they did it, but why they did it. Why did they break their arm at this particular point in their life? And as a parent even, you can look at your child and say, okay, what is going on? What are they trying to avoid? What attention do they want? And so on and so forth. And from that, the parent can really get not just a physical picture, but a psychological picture, an emotional picture, and a spirit picture of what's going on, not just for their child, but for their whole family. Not just for their family, but maybe for the school that the child's at or the community that the child's in. Right? They start to build up. This is what my child is either absorbing, experiencing, uh, seeing, feeling, and they can really go to work then on, not the broken arm, because of course you have to get that set, but you go to work on what's behind the broken arm, right? And that's how you heal the child. Not by putting the pins in and the plaster on the arm, that's superficial. You actually need to go to work underneath that. And as a shaman, that's what you do all the time. You go to work underneath what is, is there visible. And this is where sometimes people in the West, they get a bit confused because let's just say that you have, uh, 
you have something wrong with you and you have to go to hospital. And if there are many people who are in the healing arts, apart from this Western medicine, who want to try many different things, right? Herbal things and shamanic things and what have you. And we would say that's good. But you have to deal with the physical aspect. And what we mean by that is, if you're in a lot of pain, an enormous amount of pain, physical pain, emotional pain, or what have you, you have to deal with that. Let's just say it's physical pain, because that's the easiest. And you need to actually not be in pain to work on what's underneath. If the pain is there, it's abs it completely consumes you. And that's all the people in the Western medicine will be really worried about, the pain. We've got to find the source of the pain, right? And so they will try this and that, poke and prod. And so at the end of the day, the physical aspect, your physical realm needs to be dealt with. And sometimes that means you have to go to the Western medicine, right? For them to have that, if you like, that quick fix. And then you go what's underneath then you start to look at what's underneath because then you have the clear head I'm not in pain uh, I'm not bleeding uh, my arm is uh, you know set and all is going well so the physical side of me is good but this is going to happen again again and again maybe the same maybe in different ways maybe more seriously maybe less seriously but it's going to keep happening unless I look at what's underneath you won't be able to look at what's underneath unless you have that physical world in a sort of, if you like, in inverted commas, healthy compartment, right? So you don't have to think about it. So as a shaman walking around, if you walk around a ward, let's just say it's a mixed ward, right? There's lots of different things there. You can see, oh, that one is here because they are lacking attention in their life. They are a married woman. The husband works, the children are older, they're never around anymore, but she devoted her life to those the bringing up the family. The children have gone to university, they're uh, having their own children and what have you. The husband is still working and she's there. And her life has come to a sort of an end because she devoted herself to the family. They're all gone and her attention was received from the by uh, from the family through her devotions now they're gone she's not receiving that attention and so maybe she has uh, the stomach problem or the terrible headache problem whatever and she has to be hospitalized because it's so bad what does that do for her it brings the family it brings the people right now people say oh that's very heartless this person might have something yes they might have something and they probably do have something. But the point is, why do they have that something? What's underneath the physical expression of that something? Right? This person here, you go to the next bed, and uh, they have, uh, they are, let's say, they don't, they want to avoid something in their life. They don't want to have children. Right? But the wife wants children. The parents and the parents-in-law want children, but the man, he just can't do it. It's too much for him, right? It's too much for him to have children. He gets uh, cancer. Maybe he gets uh, prostate cancer, but he's young. Why would that be, right? Or maybe he's middle-aged, doesn't matter. The point is, he's avoiding 
something, but he doesn't have the voice to speak. He doesn't say, I don't want children. I don't want that in my life. I can't do it because society says that's the normal thing to do. The family are, that's the expectation, right? They want to reproduce and keep the family line going. And, uh, you know, the relationship will suffer if that, so there are all of these restrictions and boundaries on this person. So, as we said, as a shaman, when you go into any kind of health place, like a hospital, you are looking, yes, oh, that person has appendicitis, that person got an accident, and etc., and so on, and so on. But what you're interested in, in what's underneath. And that's where we deal with, what's underneath, right? So, if you then move that idea into mental health, right, into the mental health of people, not the physical health, but the mental health, and people that might have bipolar, depression, anxiety, phobias, schizophrenia, uh, schizotypal, uh, all of these different things, or autism, there's a whole range of things. We wouldn't actually say autism is mental illness. That's a little bit to the side there. Let's look at these other ones that are uh, more common in the adult world, say. Even in the, the young teenage world. And we would look at the people with whatever they've got exactly the same way. Oh, you have got depression, you have got anorexia, you have got this and you have got that. Why do you have that? Why do you have that? Now let's look at the anorexic. Maybe the anorexic is trying to punish somebody in their family. Maybe they're trying to punish themselves. That's one small, one thing, one possibility. Where is the punishing energy coming from? Is it created in this uh, lifetime between the people that are involved in this lifetime? Or is it an ancestral thing? Is it a societal thing? Where is that need for punishment coming from? So that's the, first of all, as the shaman, you would say, what's underneath? The first thing that you come to is the punishment. Who are they punishing? Themselves or other people? Often it's it's a reciprocal, not reciprocal, but it's both, right? It's the two sides of the same coin. Why are they punishing? Where is that energy coming from? Is it, as we said, this lifetime, past lifetimes for them, uh, from ancestors? Is it society or whatever? So you, you're going in and you're trying to build from, if you like, the top down. Instead of building, you know, like you're, if you're building a house, you build the foundations and then you put the, 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 the what do you call that, the steel girders in. And the, instead of doing that, we're actually going, there's the roof and we're going to, to mine mine down until we get to the foundation and even when we get to the foundation we've got to pick the foundation up and go underneath that and see what is crawling around underneath that foundation that's where we go and so everybody that uh, when you look at people who have a mental illness just as if they have uh, some other physical kind of physical illness you're constantly going down 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 looking looking why why how who where what is going on here where did that come from all of these types of things right so that you're building this very big broad picture so if you think about it if you look at it as a visual thing it's like an umbrella you've got the person at the, the top or their issue 
at the top and it's like the spike of the umbrella, right? And then you know how the umbrella has the, the metal pieces? They are coming down, right? And so they are whys and hows and whose, but then it gets, you know, it's got grades, this, uh, this umbrella it's not in one big piece it's in it's in piece 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 so it comes down like that so you start with the one up the top and you start to build this very large and in the end what it looks like is a family tree an upside down family tree that's what it really looks like if you you know that kind of idea but we are going backwards right we're going underneath and so when you are looking at somebody with a mental illness you're not looking at the way they are expressing their mental illness now. So, for example, with the anorexic, they're expressing it by not eating, starving themselves, uh, exercising or what have you. That's how they're expressing it, right? That's not what we're interested in. Western medicine can deal with that. That's what they are interested in, right? They go a little bit into the psychology of it, a little bit, and they might find out this idea of punishment, right? They might find that out. That's as far as they can go. They can't go any further. But a shaman has the tools and the actual ability to go all the way. They can go on the spirit journey all the way until they find what's crawling out underneath the foundations, right? And so, you know, what would be so wonderful is if Western medicine, and the shamanic tradition could come together, right? Uh, especially in the area of health, mental health, physical health, especially in those areas, because it, what happens is when a person goes for any kind of help, physical or mental, they are only seen as what they are presenting. That's how they are seen, right? So if you go to a hospital and you have fallen over and you heard a bad cut on the head or something, but you smell of alcohol or you have some drugs in your system, that's what they see, right? And then they see the, the laceration, which is the physical thing. But what they see as well is that uh, other, that spirit aspect of you as a, somebody that drinks and has caused this themselves or somebody that's on drugs and has caused this and so they are they are part of a, a picture that is negative for humanity right that's what they see a shaman would not see anything that's being expressed right if the person had some injury and they were bleeding profusely they would you know deal with that but that's not what they're looking at they might feel the vibration and the energy coming from that wound, right? Because that will lead them into the spirit energy of this person, which will guide them to this underneath the foundation. But they wouldn't necessarily look, oh, this person's drinking or they're on drugs. Not a good person. They've caused it themselves. They might say, oh, why? Did they need to have this drink or these drugs to have this situation? Could they not bring about this cut on the head that's bleeding profusely themselves? Did they have to get themselves into another state to do that? Why would they have to do that? Or did they get themselves into that state and that brought on a spiritual uh, change within them that caused this? You see, it's just not 
cut on head from falling over and drinking and drugs right or in a fight it's not that that's just the physical expression we're really not interested in that we're only interested in what's underneath the, how it's expressed gives us the clues right we're like detectives picking pieces and pieces and pieces and putting them together and when you put them together then you start to dig you get out the shovel and you start to dig so if western medicine could come together with a shamanic tradition it would be a longer recovery you know a longer time for the person to be healed they wouldn't just have their but not really right because the, in the in the physical world you see the physical which is the the cut on the head you sew that up that's it right they're sober off they go they're healed for us of course we would want to do more than that but of course in the real in the physical world they go home but they're not healed they've still got whatever caused that which is going to just keep going and it's going to maybe get bigger and bigger until it bursts its banks again so in the long run bringing western medicine and shamanic tradition together is a shorter version of healing than in the short run where it seems like a longer version of healing right but imagine that those two could come together so they go to the western medicine all healed up there you go got the wounds all done now you're going to see the shaman can you imagine i mean actually we are laughing as well you're going to see the shaman and the shaman is going to find out why you're behaving in this way why why you broke this arm why you have cancer why you are schizophrenic why you are anorexic why you have the pains in your stomach that's what the shaman's going to do. Not the psychologist, not the physiotherapist, not this or that, but the shaman is going to find out what's underneath all of that. You're not going to like it. We can probably guarantee you that, right? And that's where it becomes difficult. You can't force people to know themselves. You can't. So people have to want to know themselves. They have to want to know why they are behaving in this way. And so now we go back to the very beginning when we were talking about the parent with the child and the broken arm. If parents started looking at their children when they had when they were crying, injuries, sicknesses, uh food intolerances not wanting to eat uh, not being able to go to the toilet properly all of this type of thing if the parents started to look at the child in a holistic fashion saying okay this is the physical expression what happened today that could have caused that what is going on in my life that maybe the child is absorbing what is going on at school what is going on in my relationship with my partner what is going on in their relationships with their siblings what is going on if the parent did that and started to build the picture what would happen is the next generation of children would be able to tolerate the coming together of western and shamanic tradition because the child would then automatically think Oh, I fell over and I fell off the ladder as I was cleaning the roof and I've broken my arm. This is when they are adults now, right? I've got to get it fixed. But then I need to see the sh I need to then work it out why I did that. Why did I choose to break my arm today? 
right? But so we believe that the Western and shamanic traditions cannot are not ready to come together yet, right? Because you can't force people to know themselves. But if parents could start to look at their children when they have problems, and themselves, of course, but then you start to get the children into the same way because the parents what happened at school today did you speak to such and such what what subjects did you have today uh do you have any exams coming up have you not done an assignment uh do you not uh, are you working this week you don't want to go to work is there a problem at work? so you start then to ask the children these questions you might get no answer to begin with or the yes no don't know type of answer but the point is you start to get people into that way of questioning and digging and digging and digging. So eventually the shamanic tradition and the western tradition can come together to start helping people, all people, be well. Because there is a uh, um, understanding or a movement really that humans have to work at being well, right? But what they work on is their physical. If they do exercise, then these good hormones, the happy hormones start to be excreted in their body. If they do exercise, right? So it's all physical. But we would say, yes, do exercise because it's very good for the body. The body needs to be kept moving. But if you're those hormones that are being produced then become superficial if you're not dealing with other things in your life that are causing you to be unhappy or causing you to be stressed. They just become a band-aid, a little bit of a tonic, but it's not really dealing with the issue. It's not really going there. And that's what the shamanic tradition does when it comes to health and healing and well-being. It means you are well without having to make yourself well. Yes, you have to do work, right? But you're not doing all of these uh, superficial things to create a feeling of wellness because you are well. So you're not going to exercise so you can uh, have endorphins and make yourself happy, right? You're exercising because you know that the body is that's part of keeping the body well. You understand? So.